as to heaven. Come on. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on. Do you believe it? Come on, Jesus. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Woo! Come on. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. We praise your holy name. Let your kingdom come on earth and your people as it is in heaven. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Lift a shout of praise to the Lord of hosts. Woo! Thank you, Lord. We praise you, O God, over Chicago. Have your way in MPI and all your churches, O God. Let the church arise up and continue to be the pillar of truth, the salt in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Take a seat, please. Welcome to MPI. We're so excited to be here. I'm so honored to be here. When Joe gave me the word to come up here and share, I, went, I almost started crying. Uh, my name is Jose Riosco. I'm a deacon here by God's grace. I went on my knees and I was just thanking Jesus when Joe gave me the word to come up here. And I was like, Lord, I don't deserve to be here in front of the saints. I don't. I don't deserve to be here in front of these saints. I was a wicked man, a violent man. And God said, you're right, but I've made you worthy. <laughs> you see that? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You were dead in your sins, but Christ has raised you up with him. Come on, give Jesus some praise. Praise God. I'm going to finish this in 15 minutes by God's grace. Okay? I go two hours, but I'm going to give it to you in 15 minutes right here. The book of Jonah. The book of Jonah is so special to me. God has spoken to me so many times through the book of Jonah. And one time the Lord rebuked me and, correct, and, and gave me a warning. He said, Jose, don't be like Jonah. I said, Lord, I ain't like Jonah. I'm not like Jonah. I'll be preaching. <laughs> I'm not like Jonah. And the Lord started revealing stuff in my heart. My daddy was a Muslim for almost 40 years, but by God's grace, he got saved six months ago. Uh, what is it about? Yeah, about uh, seven months ago. But I had a hard heart towards Muslims in a sense. Without me even knowing, I wasn't, like, conscious of it. I remember watching YouTube videos of them getting hit. I'm almost ashamed to say this. But of them getting bombed from, like, uh, you know, like Americans and things like that. And God showed me and God spoke to me. He said, I, I don't take pleasure in the death of those wicked people. And I repented almost in tears. said, Lord, forgive me. I don't want to have that heart towards Muslims. And I, I, I kind of harbored that because my daddy was a Muslim. Does that make sense? But by God's grace, I said, Lord, forgive me. I don't want to have that heart towards Muslims. And I repented. And then God started showing me things about the book of Jonah. Where did he tell Jonah to go? Does anyone know? What is it? Nineveh. Do you know Nineveh is still a place? It's still a place. Do you know where? Syria, Iraq. It's still a place. Nineveh is still a place now. Come on. I'm, and the Lord told me, I'm going to send you like Jonah to Nineveh. I'm like, man, I want to go over there and preach to the Muslims now. But God had to deal with my heart first. So let God deal with your heart before he sends you out. Amen. God's got to deal with your heart before he sends you out. Let's go to Jonah 1. Verse 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Who's the word of the Lord? Who is it? Jesus, come on. Jesus came to Jonah. Jesus came to Ezekiel, all the prophets. Go to the great city of Nineveh and tell them I love them. Is that what he said? 
preach against it, he said, because its wickedness has come up before me. So God says, Jonah, go to uh, Nineveh. Its wickedness has come before me and go preach against them. See, we preach against the culture of abortion. We preach against the wicked religions. We preach against homosexuality. Why? Because we hate them? No, because we love them. That's God speaking through us. I'm, your, I'm a prophet to you, Chicago. We're prophets to you. MPI are prophets to you. My sons and daughters will prophesy. Are you a son or daughter of Jesus? You're a prophet to the nations. Do you understand that? And look at this. Look at this. We're fulfilling. That was a, that was a shadow of things to come. We're fulfilling the Old Testament. All y'all called to be like Jeremiah and Jonah and Ezekiel. All of you are called that. All of us are called to be that, not just the preacher. All of you are called to be prophets to the nations. And you try to pull a Jeremiah, don't pull a Jeremiah who says, I'm too young to preach. First off, Jeremiah, you're a priest. You're at least 30 years old. Stop your line, all right? You ain't a little baby. They try to uh, depict him as a 16-year-old. He was a priest. He was at least 30, saints. <laughs> you can't be a priest unless you're at least 30. So he was a grown man. Like, I don't want to do it. And Jesus like, stop saying that. Go to wherever I tell you to go. Okay, let's look at, let's look at verse 3. <clears throat> but Jonah ran away from the Lord. Wow. Jonah ran away from the Lord after Jesus told him to go and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare. Come on, Jonah spent money to go the other way. Look at that. He said, man, I'll pay money. I'll run away from Jesus. I'll pay money to go this way. You see what I'm saying? He's like, I'll pay money to go watch the movie or a game. I don't want to go to church service. I'll pay money to go that way. That's what Jonah did. Come on. Don't do that. He went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. See, a lot of Christians got jacked up lives. Why? You're probably not doing what Jesus told you to do. And that's God's grace, actually. He could just let you die right there. He's being gracious to you by letting the storm come on you. He's trying to turn you back to him, right? Let's keep going. All the sailors were afraid. Can you imagine? Look at this. And each cried out to his own God, Buddha, Muhammad, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. See, people are calling out to their false gods now, especially with what's going on now. Job can't save you no more, right? Well, for a lot of people, right? Family, you're going to your family now. You're turning to idols. You're wasting your time. They're calling on their gods. They're calling on their false gods. We need to step up and tell them about the true God, amen, about Jesus Christ who died on the cross for their sins and rose again. Rose again. We need to step in there. But Jonah, look at this. But Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. How shameful. It's like, Jonah, what are you doing, bro? There's a storm. God, Jesus told you to go preach. You didn't do it. Now you're in a storm and you're in a deep sleep. The Bible says laziness brings down deep sleep. What does Jesus say, you wicked, lazy servant? Are you lazy? Ain't going to fly for Jesus. You're falling asleep at the wheel? Come on, you better repent. You better repent. Jesus says, you wicked, lazy servant. So he's talking to who? Who is he talking to? Is he talking to Christians or non-Christians? Christians. You wicked, lazy Christian. That's what he's saying right there. Let's keep going. 
<clears throat> the captain went to him and said, how can you sleep? Even that, that uh, pagan guy, that, that pagan said, what are you doing, Jonah, right? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Like, Jonah, we each called on our God. Can you get up and call on your God? Something's going on. We don't know what's going on. Jonah, call on your God. And see, that should be us right there. We should be the ones like, all right, we'll call on our God. He'll come and save the day. Amen. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Come on, call on Jesus, He will, and you will be saved. Come on, nations, tell them repent. <clears throat> then, verse 7, then the sailors said to each other, come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They're like, man, we're going to find out what's going on, right? They cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Look how God worked that out. So they asked him, tell us, who's responsible for making all this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? They start interrogating him. Who are you, Jonah? Man, this must be you. This lie fell on you. Maybe our God, your, our false God, put it, uh, let it happen to you. Look at what happened. <laughs> Look at Jonah. He answered, I'm a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. It's like, what do you think they're like when he said the sea and dry land? They're like, oh, my God. Dude, it's you. <laughs> it was you, dude. It, it's you. Look at what's going on. <clears throat> this terrified them, and they asked, what have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them. So how dumb he is. He told them, I'm running away from God. <laughs> he told them, hey, I don't want to serve Jesus no more. <laughs> Ain't Jonah crazy? Look at him, being, pri being prideful. Verse 11, the sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, what should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? <laughs> I, I laugh, but it's, it's crazy. Look at what he wants to commit suicide now. Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. He's like, just kill me. Just Kill me. It's my fault that this happened to me. Instead of me repenting, I'd rather just die. Look at that. He could have just repented right there and said, all right, Jesus, I'll go do what you said. I'll go to Nineveh. But instead, he's like, just kill me. And that's how some Christians act. You don't even have to say just kill me. But they spiritually kill themselves. I don't want to do what Jesus told me to do. So I spiritually kill myself and go in a bad relationship. Oh, I don't want to follow Jesus and go to church and preach his word. Oh, well, what do they do? Then they go and suicide uh, spiritually, and they worship their job or their family. You see that? Come on, don't commit spiritual suicide. I mean, obviously don't commit any suicide, but you're like, well, how does that apply to me? Spiritually, it applies to many people. Don't commit spiritual suicide just because you don't want to do what Jesus called you to do. Let's keep going. Verse 13, <clears throat> instead, even the guys are like, probably like, what? The men did their best to row back to land, but they could not. Could you imagine them rowing all crazy in the storm? For the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord. <laughs> See, God used that bad. Now these pagans start crying out to Jesus. Ain't that awesome? Ain't that awesome? Even if you don't do it, Jesus will still use this tough time to bring people to him. Even if you don't do it, he's still going to do it. Come on, Jesus is good. But the, um, then they cried out to the Lord, please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, have done as you please. That Lord, you've done what you please. You're in charge. These guys are turning to Jesus. Isn't that so awesome? For you, Lord, have done as you please. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. Some of Christians, that's how some Christians that forget it, just throw me overboard. Forget it. Just throw me over. You're wasting your life. You're literally committing suicide or spiritual suicide. At this, see, God is still going to get glory whether you do it right or not. Come on. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord 
And they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus. See that? You don't want to do what Jesus called you to do to preach and make disciples. You don't want to share the word of God. You don't want to pray for the sick and heal them. Fine then. Somebody else will do it. Jesus will get glory, and they'll get saved with or without you. Do you understand that? If you don't do it, God's still going to do it. If you don't do it, God's still going to do it. I'll do it maybe. One of us will do it. We'll step in your place. Come on. We'll step in there. I'll hit the ball for you. I'll, shoot the, I'll, shoot, I'll dunk it for you. One of us will dunk. TJ will jump in there for you and preach to him. But you should be the one doing it. You should be the one doing it. Now, before we get into chapter 2, I want you to think. <clears throat> we know the story, right? What was Jonah's great sin? Was he a murderer? Was he a murderer? Was he an adulterer cheating on his wife? Did he worship the false god Moloch and offer children as abortion sacrifices on the, on the hands of Moloch? Did he worship Baal? Did he steal money? What did he not do? He disobeyed God and he didn't preach. He didn't preach. That's some of y'all's sin. You don't preach. You don't preach. You don't take it serious. And people are going to die and go to hell. And you don't even care. And you're asleep like Jonah, deep sleep. Laziness brings on deep sleep. You're lazy and you have deep sleep. The Bible says a sluggard turns on his bed like a door turns on his hinges. See that? A door turns on his hinges, sluggers lay in their bed. You're like Jonah falling asleep on deck. And sinners got to come and say, aren't you a Christian? Call on your God. Do something for us. Don't let that be you. You're going to be held accountable to that. You're going to get held accountable. Jonah wasn't a murderer. He wasn't supporting abortion or homosexuality. He wasn't all doing drugs, getting drunk, right, partying and stuff. He didn't preach. That was his sin. He didn't warn the wicked. That's some of y'all's sin. You don't warn the wicked. Can you even say people are wicked? Is that even in your vocabulary? He said, warn the, tell those wicked people. Tell them. That's you caring about. That's you loving them. I'll tell you a quick testimony. When I first got saved, Pastor Berto can uh, um, uh, share a testimony about this too. I went to high school with Berto, and our baseball coach, let me put this down. Our baseball coach, old man, I had like a vision or something. I, I just, God put him in my mind. I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened. And God said, go preach to that man, right? Put in my heart to preach to him. I called out. I said, Berto, give me his number. Yeah, his number still, yeah. I called him. I left a message. <clears throat> I don't even remember what I said in the message. I, I, wish, I wish I could say to you that I remember preaching to him, saying something. But I just left a message. I don't remember exactly what I said. But a couple days later, I, oh, I just dropped it. I said, oh, that's good, right? I, I dropped it. A couple days later, he died. And I said, oh, my goodness. Jesus was using me to reach out to him. And it wasn't like a crazy vision for 10 minutes. It was a little moment in my mind. I saw him, and I was like, man, I got to share the good news with Coach Gemsky. And he died a couple days later. And about a week or so after I had the original thought of him and not f finishing the job, I actually, by God's grace, got to preach at his funeral at a Roman Catholic uh, church and share the good news. And, you know, they're preaching. You got to do. He's, they preached. Listen to me. They preached. That man's in heaven because of all his good deeds. Is that what the Bible says? No, I told him it's by faith alone when I got up there. I said it's by faith alone in Jesus Christ. So God uh, almost, um, what is that word, like vindicated me kind of by, I humbled myself after that obviously, and then he made a way for me to preach. But I thought about it. That man's in hell for his own sins, right? If he is, maybe he got saved by someone else. Man, I didn't do it. But I would be held accountable for his blood. And the Bible says if you don't warn the wicked, can you go to Ezekiel 33? Let me just show it to everyone. 
Go to Ezekiel 33. <clears throat> the Bible says what? The fear of God is the beginning of what? Wisdom. You want to be smart? Anybody want to be smart? Oh, you got it right there. Go down to verse 7. Then you better fear God. You want to fear God. See, some people think the fear of God is, I just love God. He's just like a father to me. Was that what Jesus said the fear of God is? He said, don't fear the one who could kill your body, but fear the one who kill your body and send you to hell. The fear of God is that if I turn my back on Jesus, he's sending me to hell like anyone else. That's the fear of God. Look at this. <clears throat> Son of man, MPI Church, I have made you a watchman for the people of Chicago and the nations. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. You see that? He says to you, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your nation. Israel's a nation. He told them, tell that whole nation, give them a, a warning from me. Do you even do that? Is that even in your vocabulary? I'm warning you, friend. Turn to Christ or you're going to go to hell. He died for you on a cross and rose again. I've literally seen people get saved of a five, uh, ten-second sermon like that. That's the good news. When I say to the wicked, you wicked person, you will surely die, and you do not speak out to dissuade them from their ways, that wicked person will die for their sin, and I will hold you accountable for their blood. Doesn't that scare you straight? Doesn't that scare you straight? Your family, your friends, your nation, it goes to hell. It ain't going to be your fault that they're in hell, but there will be blood on your hands that God will keep you accountable for that. Man, that puts the fear of God in me. That should put the fear of God in you. Put the fear of God in you. Fear him and shun evil. Fear him and be wise. Go back to Jonah 2. We'll finish up. <clears throat> I got good eyes. Praise God. I can see it. <clears throat> Go to Jonah 2. Again, think about it. Jonah's sin wasn't murder, wasn't adultery. If you can go down a little bit. Here he's crying out to God, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me all my sins. I said, I, I've banished, verse 4, I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again to your holy temple. Uh, go down, Joseph even said that it's, it seems like he even died and God raised him up. Keep going, keep going. And again, his sin was not murder. <clears throat> uh, actually, go to, th go to 3, go to 3, I'm sorry, keep going. Go to, no, go down to chapter 3, right there. Okay. <clears throat> his sin wasn't murder, it wasn't adultery, abortion, he wasn't following homosexuality, right? He wasn't worshiping false gods. He did not preach. Don't let that be you. Don't let that be you. You want to go preach in Africa? You don't even preach to your mom. Do you understand that? That doesn't make sense. Come on, you're going to be held accountable for their blood. You'll be held accountable for your family and your friends and your nation. Don't go preach in Asia. You ain't preached to your own nation. Chapter 3 says this. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah. So Jonah repents, right? Then the word of the Lord. Who's the word of the Lord? Jesus came to Jonah a second time. Look at Jesus being gracious to Jonah. Go to that great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Keep going. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a very large city. Come on, ain't that Chicago? A very large city. We're bigger than um, uh, uh, Nineveh. It took three days, excuse me, it took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. Here's the message you could say. 40 more years, 80 more years, 100 years, and everyone listening to me is going to die and get judged by God. Will you warn them? Will you? Very simple, friends, like this. My Muslim friend, if you don't put your faith in Jesus Christ, you're going to die and go to hell. He died for you on a cross and rose again. Do you want to believe in him? Yes or no? Their 10-second sermon, you can do it, my kids can do it. I've literally seen people get saved from that because it's the gospel of God that saves. It ain't me that saves. It ain't my great way I talk or anything like that, 
Romans 1.16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God to save everyone who believes. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. The power of God is not you. It's in the gospel that he died for you on the cross and rose again. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, that what I received first and foremost, I pass on to you first and foremost. That Christ died on the cross for your sins according to the scriptures. That he was raised, that he's buried, and the third day raised from the dead according to the scriptures. There's the gospel, friends. Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and rose again. Do you want to repent and believe this or not? Or do you want to go to hell? Your choice. Simple gospel, friends. Can you actually go back to verse, chapter 2? I want to see something real quick, and I'm going to close out in prayer. Um, <clears throat> let me see this. I want to finish with this, and then we'll uh, give you a little scripture. Go down a little bit. Keep going, keep going, keep going. The roots of the mountains, watch this. Y'all going to see this. It's going to be awesome. Okay, good. Right there, right there. Verse 9. Look at it. So he's repenting. He goes, but I with shouts of grateful praise will sacrifice to you. Look at this. What I have vowed, I will make good. He's like, what I said I was going to do, I'll do it, Jesus. I'll do it this time. This should be your response. Jesus, what you told me to do, I'll do it. And what is it? I will say salvation comes from the Lord. Woo! Come on, let's stand up. Come on. You know what Jonah says? He said, I will preach, Acts 4.12, that there's no salvation except through Jesus Christ. That's what Jonah says. Lord, forgive me. I'm going to make good to my vow, and I'm going to preach your word, and I'm going to make disciples of Nineveh. Come on, let that be you. And you're like, I don't have the ability to do this. You don't. But Jesus said in Acts 1.8, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He'll give you power to be a witness. Can the band come up, please? Really can Let's only pray. Have a keyboard, but come on up. And guys, I just want to say, Jose came to preach for us outdoors while the protesters were here. He came in his boots. He got soaking wet for Jesus. And then I said, "Brother, you deserve to preach the whole Sunday service." How many believe he did a great job? Thank you, my brother. We just want to honor the social distance, so um, you would have to stay exactly. You no, you can take the mic. You just have to stand back there. Thank you. Keep going, brother. And then we'll dismiss row by row. We'll go out through that door. Praise okay. God. But we'll take just, your time, brother. Take your time. Yeah, we'll just finish out in prayer. Let's close our eyes. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. If you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, we don't have to place our hands in you. Jesus said, I prayed for you to receive the Holy Spirit. Come on, receive the Holy Spirit right now. Receive the fire of God to preach his word to your family, to your friends, to your nations. Come on, if you already feel with the Holy Spirit, start speaking in tongues and seek God for a fresh baptism. You get another fresh fire. Oh, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the warning in Jonah, Lord. Forgive us if we've acted like that, God. I know I have. But that we will not do that again. That we will make good on our vow. That we will make good to say the salvation comes from Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's worship him. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, man of God. Let's give it up for the man of God today. Amen. All right. So we would like to do church as normal, but we got to be a bit different. So what we'll do is we're going to dis.